1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard No Rangers loan for Ryan Kent As Stephen Gerrard urges Alfredo Morelos to clear up his future Celtic touchdown in Tallinn for the next step in Champions League qualification And the captains meet at hand And as we get ready to welcome a brand new league season I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Ladies and gentlemen, please Fasten your seatbelts Extinguish all smiles And make sure your chair is in the uptight position We are ready for takeoff. This will be the season like no other There are managers under pressure And the Premiership hasn't even started yet There will be acrimony There will be animosity There will be apoplexy And there will be calls for retribution And that's just inside this studio, Alec <laughs> How do you follow that going? A brand new season, five days away Plenty to look forward to uh, You know Fans will be excited With the upcoming uh, Season uh, Transfer business For and against so Some of them have done Some good business Some have been Very quiet So we'll be looking forward To some of the calls tonight Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Scottish football Rarely disappoints So whatever happens We are in for quite the ride So join us along that ride Please on the phones Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB We are back Till 8 o'clock tonight And right through The rest of this Forthcoming season I mean Hugh Keevans It's been nine weeks since I was here So I had a yes. few hurdles to overcome Do I still know how to get here? Do I remember my pin for the door? <laughs> my password? But it was, it was it was warming It was encouraging to know That certain things have stayed the same I came at 2 o'clock Nice and early mm-hmm. Hugh was in before me Already yes. in at 2 So that's one thing that stayed the same He's still looking smart He's still wearing his, his collar he's, he's, he's dressed to impress Cleanly he's, saved he's still got the yes. no- And he's still got the Nokia as well So yes. gl- glad to be back Brilliant It's been uh, a nice summer But we know And I mean this This is going to be the season like no other This is the season where Celtic could win Nine in a row Or Rangers could stop Celtic And get one in a row And that's why the supporters of both teams Are in a state of high anxiety And don't (laughs) deny it because you are And Alex Pre-season's always a fascinating time Particularly now because it's changed so much The yes. European qualifiers start so early uh, For the other clubs not involved They've got Betfred Cup groups to negotiate as well um, Constant speculation Whether it's because of the social media age You know, about transfers, who's coming, who's going um, So th- there's a real intensity about what used to be a quiet period and now Yeah, it's not. absolutely And it depends what club you're actually talking about, Gordon If you look at Rangers and Celtic They look as if they've negotiated the first couple of ties relatively well Rangers have still got a bit of uh, work to do over in Luxembourg You look at Kamarnock You know, mm. one of the worst results we've seen in a long, long time A body blow for them, a body blow for their new manager And it does put pressure on You touched on the, the cup there as well, Gordon You've several teams like St Mirren already out uh, It's It's a... It puts people on the back foot right away, Gordon. And you know, in the first couple of years, people are saying, "Ah, we're finding more feet and things." What you're now finding is people are saying that they've been more reactive to bad results. As you had heard in the headlines, a number of stories to go over this evening. But here's one for fans of all clubs: pre-season is over. So, are you encouraged, worried, or somewhere in between by what you've seen from your club this pre-season? Encouraged, worried, or somewhere in between? I'm fascinated to learn, Hugh, who falls into which category. Uh, if you're Celtic and Rangers supporters You're encouraged You will believe Implicitly uh, That you can win the title 
if you are a supporter of St Mirren You are astonished by what has gone on at your club If you're a Kilmarnock supporter You are bewildered and bemused The season ended on the highest of highs With uh, Steve Clark addressing the crowd And saying that qualification for Europe Was the trophy that he presented to the supporters Alex Wright to lose to Welsh part-timers is a contender for worst ever. It's up there with uh, Pedro Cachinha yeah. in Luxembourg. It's up there with, uh, of all people, Brendan Rogers in Gibraltar, the Lincoln Red Imps, uh, and now Kilmarnock going to play Rangers on Sunday. St Johnston going to play Celtic on Saturday while also in a state of disarray. So we start the season in a state of flux for some and in a state of high anticipation for others. 01419511025 is the number you need on Twitter. It's at Clyde SSB. So pre-season's over. Are you encouraged, worried, or somewhere in between about your club this summer? Give us a call and let us know what is on your mind. 01419511025. The captains have been at Hamden today, Hugh. Well, mm. most of them certainly, as they get together ahead of the new season. James Tavernier says his Ranger squad is a lot better than the one that finished last season. He also says he's been impressed with the new signings and he's tipped them to cope even if Ryan Kent doesn't come back to the club. The Gaffers added some great additions to the squad. He's improved the squad um, from last year and, you know, it's a, it's another season. We've worked really hard last season so the boys know the system, know the game plan and, you know, the new boys have adapted to that game plan already and, you know, I'm really excited uh, to see what this season is going to unfold to be because pre-season has been really positive with the friendlies we've conceded one goal throughout the whole pre-season so yeah I'm really looking forward to it I think we're a lot better the only player that you'd probably say who's not here is Ryan Kent who was a great addition to us last season but the new lads who have came in Jordan Joe Rebo you know there's a lot of boys George at the back they've really added strength to the squad and depth to the squad so the gaffer's got a lot of selections headaches to make on a match day but he's got a lot of selections to make Now on the subject of Ryan Kent Jurgen Klopp was of course in Scotland with his Liverpool squad this weekend playing in that friendly at Murrayfield uh, the manager says he thinks the time for loans is over because of the players age but it's not about um, um, going like five six times on loan or whatever it's just um, it must be a, a, a sensible number of um, and the, the, the perspective and everything, you cannot. There is no general answer possible. Honestly, it's about it's about the player, individual player. And um, for Ryan, it's like it is. And um, no, we will see what happens. I don't know in the moment. I don't know. It's um, okay. We close the transfer window pretty early, but there's still time, and we will see. I can imagine it, especially in Scotland. It's a it's a big thing, but um, we have to. I still cannot answer it. We have to see. So there's the reality Alex Ray Rangers yep. may still get Ryan Kent But it, it won't be on loan You're going to have to cough up Yeah well uh, Listen it's okay You're good Klopp saying that I think there's One or two clubs in England Showing an interest I think Leeds were one of them And I think there's another Championship club Who may well come in and offer The, the asking price That the Liverpool are commanding um, Again that will depend on You know Whether that's accepted Whether Ryan Kent wants to go there But I think there's about 10-11 days to the transfer window If there's no bids Or there's no If Ryan Kent doesn't uh, show an interest to go to these clubs As the window's progressing They may well get him back in loan 
if it's coming to the final hours of that transfer window gone but that's the only way but I think ideally for Liverpool's point of view is they're looking to cash in on this boy OK let's get stuck in then 01419511025 thoughts on any of today's sporting headlines and also are you encouraged worried or somewhere in between by your club's pre-season get in touch let us know what's on your mind first through tonight is James in Airdrie James is a Rangers fan hi James Hi how you doing panel? Not too Good bad James. at all James what's on your mind? Um, I'm just like Come forward No one No one's No one's offered Rangers any money uh, Stephen Gerrard's got the right idea Cut him in front of the press conference, front conference And get people to ask him Is he hard in Rangers Or does he want to go But that's not the issue The issue is not whether he wants to stay or go The issue is Why stick him up in front of people And say do you want to stay or go The, the answer for most players would be I want to go to England or abroad so we know that is the answer. However, somebody has to want you first before you go. Yeah, absolutely. This this is all kind of kind of taking out context. I think Stephen Gerrard has actually been exasperated by the question been asked time after time. Mm. There's been one or two tweets from Morelos or favourites saying, you know, uh, alluding to maybe leaving to go somewhere else. If Morelos gets put up in front of the press, you, my opinion is. That he will be asked the question If there's no bids That you, we are led to believe uh. The only answer he has Is Yes I'm happy here yeah. Effectively putting things to bed Until Obviously somebody puts a bid in Well I was going to do this A bit later on But that's the beauty of live radio yeah. Here sometimes things happen You have to adapt So James mentions uh, Steve Gerrard talking about Putting Alfredo Morelos In front of the press We don't hear from him The language barrier Is, is the obvious reason Here's what Stephen Gerrard Had to say yesterday and instead of me answering this question every single press conference, I'm going to do everything I can to put Alfredo in front of you guys. And you can ask him the question, whether he wants to be part of this going forward, because I can only say I want him to be part of it. But the decision lands with Alfredo, so I'm sure now he's been in this country for how long? Two, three years? I'm sure he knows yes and no. I'm sure he can answer yes and no. So, Robert, there you go. Can we have Alfredo up here please To save me answering the question every time Right James what about Hugh's question To you then Because that all sounds good Let's hear from Alfredo Morelos What's he thinking Does any of that really matter Until such time as a concrete bid comes in for him I think we should play him more often And get him in the window To be honest with you Because I think Ryan, Ryan Kent will be a far better asset Than Alfredo Morelos mm. To be honest with you well, let, let me put that to Alex then But we're now moving into to the hypothetical yes. Hugh, Hugh's outlined the the realism of it all You yeah. can't do anything Until a bid Comes Happens. in what, what if it does Is that a good solution James says Well if we want to buy Ryan Kent That's how you free up the money yeah. Again we're hypothetical I, Until I, a bid I, comes I, I in totally, But would that, that work for you Well I understand Rangers fans do say that However for me Rangers need to keep Their best players If they're going to challenge the Celtic They need to Try and build on that Try and find the money From somewhere To try and buy Kent If it's a realistic possibility And that I'll emphasise Realistic Because we, the finances Are no uh, Great At Rangers So the thing is 
If you're trying to sell a guy who's got 30 goals to a guy that contributed for what, six, seven goals last year, Hugh? Uh-huh. I don't know how many assists it was. If you're talking about statistically, Morelos brings a lot more to the table. So I'm not sure you want to get rid of your better players because you need your strongest personnel to challenge Celtic. James, do you agree with what Alex is saying? Well, my, my reply to that is what's Morelos doing against Celtic? Absolutely nothing. What's Ryan Kent done against Celtic? He's won his games. No, no, I take your point on Morelos, board. Morelos. James, I take your point on board in terms of what Kent, mm-hmm. Kent can bring to the table. That for me, right. where Rangers struggled and to close the gap more so than they actually did was against the smaller teams. Morelos smaller scored. Teams, aye, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, the smaller teams are just as important as the goals against Celtic because that's what Rangers came short last year. Yeah, well, uh, they won. They won fifty percent of the games against Celtic and, uh, and still uh, couldn't win the league. Yes, so the, the problem clearly lies elsewhere. That's what I'm it? saying. And Morelos scores against him on a regular basis, Gordon. So what I'm trying to say is, if you have him scoring against him, and eventually he will score against Celtic if he stays long enough. But the actual reality mm. is, as you would, you'd like to have Kent and Morelos. To be fair to Morelos, if you put. Most players up in front of the press and say, "Do you want to stay or do you want to go?" The, the most truthful answer they would give is, "I'd like to go to England, please, or Spain, or France, or maybe Germany, uh, because it's a a bigger scene there in France, Spain, Germany, England." So that's not Morelos's fault if he harbours the wish to go to any of those places. However, to come back to the bottom line here, nobody, nobody. Has approached Rangers Yes Thank you to James and Airdrie It's 01419511025 On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB Lots of thoughts uh, Coming in there as well Jason Coyle reckons Celtic Will be too strong For the rest of the league He does think Rangers Will be a strong second But that's as good as it will get He says Celtic to win At least one of the cups uh, But the league is a must And speaking of Clearing up Alfredo Morelos Or clearing up Ryan Kent uh, There's one in from Chris He says Great to have the full show back My point The situation with Kieran Tierney Needs to be sorted sooner Rather than later I know Neil Lennon Has a contingency But if that's Emilio Then it's not much of a plan I think Celtic have denied That, that uh, Emilio Izaguiri Is uh, In any way uh, Set to come back to Celtic For a third time Yes The Kieran Tierney Situation Needs to be Cleared up for the, the club's benefit For Neil Lennon's benefit For the supporters' benefit We do know that Arsenal Are heavily interested in him Unless Arsenal come back Before the end of August And have a payment profile That suits Peter Lawwell Then it won't happen Craig's in Cumbernauld Craig, I've been asking Or I will be asking everyone Pre-season's finished Are you encouraged, worried Or somewhere in between By what you've seen from your club As a Rangers fan I suspect it's the encouraged camp Yes well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I'm, I'm cautiously encouraged. I think it's the Also, I say, welcome back to the guys as well. I mean, I think uh, shout out to Andrew and Alison because they've done a fabulous job keeping us up, up to date with all the goings on over the last nine weeks. Um, but no, I think for me, I'm, I have been encouraged for the most part, and I was really, really encouraged and confident until I seen the progress game last week. Because for as dominant as as dominant as we were, there was I felt like it was reminiscent of a lot of performances last season where we absolutely dominated the games, but then didn't take the chances and we allowed the other teams to play their way back in it. Now Progress fortunately didn't score, but you know, but for a a marvellous save for mm-hmm. Alan McGregor, that might have been different and you're getting into that game two one, they've got an away goal. And for me, that was a worrying sign 
because it has been probably the only worrying sign, but it was a worrying sign to be that dominant. And then, I mean, I don't know what Steve Davis was doing, but to then allow them to get an absolutely golden opportunity to somehow walk into that game still in it wasn't good enough. You saw it with Celtic. They won 5-0. They were clinical. We were only. So for me, yeah. that was the only downside to the pre-season. I think it was a feature last year, Craig. You're absolutely right that there was games where one of the games that springs to mind was the Friday night game against uh, Hibernian through in Edinburgh. I thought Rangers were absolutely outstanding for the first half and I'm thinking to myself, but the more the the half, the first half wore on, I'm thinking to myself, this is not good because you're actually wanting to put teams to bed. And I think Steven Gerrard's on record as saying that. They want to be a lot more clinical and they want to have the game won, uh, similar to what you said about Celtic the other night. And that is a sign. So they'll obviously be aware of that and they'll be trying to eradicate that. But in terms of the overall picture, I think when you look at, you're saying that they're dominating games. That's obviously a positive as well. So if they can find that kind of more clinical edge in the final third, then it will obviously be beneficial to them. All of this is conjecture. You know, uh, so we're here Craig, for. Craig is Craig is quite right uh, that there are reasons to be positive about Rangers. Absolutely, there are. Uh, at the back, I think uh, you know Edmondson, the arrival of uh, Philip Helander as well. Uh, good signs for Rangers. Uh, Celtic, middle to front, look exceptional. Mm-hmm. Christie looks like a a new player. Uh, Lewis Morgan looks very good. Griffiths is back What a boost for Celtic Edward continues to, to show up well uh, So middle to front for Celtic There's so much to be pleased about They now have to show That uh, Christopher Julian Is worth £7 million That Bolly Bolingoli is Not under suspicion For being perhaps an error of judgement uh, And Ilhamed from uh, Maccabee uh, Also has to show his worth So there's pros and cons And we're almost underway When we can finally put Meat on the bones Just before we let you go Craig Who is the Standout signing for you so far? Oh Well uh, For me uh, Standout signing uh, Is probably a tie If I'm honest with you I think Joe Aribo And Shea Ojo Have been Absolutely fantastic I, mean, I remember listening a couple of, A few weeks ago When Shea Ojo First signed in loan And uh, Mr Kevens Was on um, that night I think with Andrew um, And he was talking about You know Ojo Had come in And he was talking about How it could either be a flop Or it could be Excellent And was referencing A couple of flops That had been signed in the past And he's been anything but that now mm. He's been absolutely fantastic Okay thank you very much Craig and Cumbernauld We're going to have to leave it there Because I'm already late Good to see we're back And uh, starting <laughs> as we mean to go on But Neil Lennon has been speaking In Estonia Ahead of Celtic's Champions League qualifier And if you want to hear What he had to say Stay tuned Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As always, two ways for you to get in touch. The first one's on the phone and also Twitter at Clyde SSB. And we kicked off talking about Rangers hearing from James Tavernier and Bob McCallum has been in touch on Twitter. He says, I can't believe a Jers fan. This is one of the callers. He thinks we need Kent more than Morelos. 30 goals versus very few goals and assists. We have five wingers already. A striker is where the money should be spent to help Alfredo and Defoe. It's 01419511025 in the phones. And never let it be said, Hugh, that this uh, show isn't multifunctional. Gary Henderson has been on Twitter as well. Just... 
uh, the proud father of a, a newborn baby oh, well And he's wanting to stock up on the podcast for the 4am club So <laughs> I, I don't know if that's him trying to say that you're so boring You'll send his new baby to sleep That That's not for me to say But he's getting in touch anyway Well, happy new baby <laughs> Happy new baby I don't think that's a thing But anyway, 01419511025 uh, th- This is the start of your... I don't know 89th this season is, Covering Scottish football 102nd this What is will a, it be This is a landmark season for me Go for it On November uh, 12 I'll be 70 years old mm-hmm. On January 5 I will be 50 years In the journalistic business wow. And in April Of 2020 I'll be 35 years On Super Scoreboard Half of my life Are we having a night out? Oh, I think we have to. Or two, or three. I, I just like that. Thirty minutes into the new, sh- the new season of the two of our shows, being back, he's thrown all those in, Alex, so that everyone knows, puts them in their diary, and to make yes. sure that we don't miss out on the presence and the. Well, an- he's yes. unbelievable. He doesn't miss an he's opportunity. He's transparent, isn't he? And a serious note, though, do you still get as excited about the new season as you, you always have? You know, the football is cliche. The day I don't feel it, that I won't be here, uh, and I really look forward. And to you were the here weekend. at two o'clock this yeah, afternoon, so that yeah. tells its own story. I really look forward. Motherwell, for example, uh, four Betfred Cup ties, four wins, lost Jake Hasty, had all the difficulties uh, regarding Celtic's move for David Turnbull and the the the, uh, the injury that showed up there. But they've come back, they've got new players. I just marvel at the job that Stephen Robinson does for Motherwell. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the, the Saturday and Sunday. Rangers at Kilmarnock. Can Angelo Alessio really be in as much trouble as he appears to be? Mamma mia. <laughs> oh, he's in good form already Right anyway Celtic are in Estonia Ahead of tomorrow night's Champions League qualifier It certainly looks like It's done and dusted Neil Lennon Has been speaking To the press 5-0 up from the first leg uh, One thing which May be of interest to you Would be that Christopher Julian Will play tomorrow oh. According to the manager I know that a lot of Fans A lot of onlookers Have been Waiting to, to see what, what he can bring and, and when he'll be thrown into the team So it looks like he'll get some game time tomorrow Given that Celtic seem to have done the job already You have to assume that when Celtic pay £7 million In other words, the second highest fee in their entire history You have to assume this guy is an important player So the fans want to see how Julian does Celtic 5 up, clearly coasting uh, the opposition will not be the most demanding But the fans want to see him They want to see El Hamed And they want to see Bolangoli Last 90 minutes uh, These are the players who are under scrutiny Because middle to front Celtic are looking first class As I say There's so much of a positive nature Ryan Christie looks the best player In the team right now Scott Brown has come back You're asking me about my levels of enthusiasm 34 years old as effervescent as ever Griffiths like a new player And for Celtic there's so much to be positive about Now they want to find out the fans About the three new signings at the back Bill is in Jordan Hill Bill's a Celtic fan now Bill I've been asking Are you encouraged, worried or somewhere in between By the pre-season from your club As a Celtic fan which one is it? Well they've done reasonably well up to now I don't think they've had an awful lot to do at the moment um, But I think what they've what they've had to do, they're doing reasonably well. So, yeah, things are looking quite good. Um, I'm glad to see Celtic are not pursuing an interest in Izagiri. And I'm not too convinced about Bolly Bolly uh, at left-back. Why don't they give young Gutman, the American, a chance at left-back? He showed up very well in the tour in Austria. 
Mm. What what is it about Bolly Bowling Golly that it's not convincing you, Bill? I'm sure you'll admit yeah, it. It's, 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 blind ex- alleys. it's extremely early though, isn't it? Yeah, he runs down blind alleys. He's inclined to run away down the park and then he he runs into people instead of looking to lay the ball off. Yeah. Here's a question for you, Hugh Keevens, then yeah. in your seventieth year. Uh-huh. Are we quicker to judge now than than in the past? Because Bolly Bolingoli, as we we all would accept, might go on to be a sensation. He might go on to be a dud. But yeah. one thing is for sure: it's extremely early. Absolutely, uh, but without question, the Celtic supporters are looking at him and wondering. Uh, and the, the, your original question: yes, judgments are made now uh, far quicker than they ever would have been. But sometimes, the first impression is not only the lasting impression; it's the correct one. So. Uh, and that means good or bad So as I say Bolingoli Julian And Elhamed Have to hit the ground running for Celtic Because so much has changed at the back mm-hmm. Ayer Continues to make good improvement Simonovic has looked solid So there are alternatives there for Neil Lennon But Celtic have spent the best part of £12 million On these three players So they will be subject to Instant scrutiny Alex Hughes right Every player is Is subject to instant scrutiny The, the ball and golly situation is Interesting Because yeah. There's scrutiny on you Because you're a new signing But that gets taken up a notch If you are potentially Or if you become Kieran Tierney's replacement, replacement Doesn't it that, that, that's, a, that's a different thing Yeah absolutely Because of the quality That Kieran Tierney uh, Has He uh, epitomises Everyone to full back He bombs forward He has composure He has aggression uh, All the things you would like Hence the reason why Arsenal are going to Try to nip him for £25 million Ball and golly uh, For me Reminds me so much And again I've only seen a couple of games Of my old teammate Henry Kamara Mo, Mo Kamara oh, Sorry Mo Kamara I played with both of them Mo Used to bomb up and down that left uh, wing yeah. And he reminds me of that He's, He looked a bit erratic He's an athlete He bombs up and down But again it is very early days And he makes t- t- time to settle And you have to remember though Gordon He still not, has to negotiate Scottish football because what you've seen yeah. so far is, is European football, which is a totally, totally different ball game, you know. Bill's so, initial point about Emilio as a giri is correct. Emilio, when he was at Celtic, first time around, player of the year, one season. Uh, when he left Celtic at the end of that first spell, it was right that there was a parting of the ways. It was a mistake to bring him back. It would be an even bigger mistake to bring him back again. Uh, Bill, Hugh mentioned Ryan Christie earlier on uh, Bill, if you were looking for, for positives You've already outlined one of your concerns If you can call it that What would be your, your main positive you've taken from the game so far? I, I think in general the team have played very well um, I'm very pleased with Ryan Christie I think he's been absolutely outstanding um, I, I think he's been the main man really um, We signed a young player today from Rosenberg um, uh, Leo Hedge uh, Another defender So um, I'm looking forward to seeing If he's as good as Christopher Ayer I think you have to wait a while Bill I think he's only 15 year old he's only, he's only 15 or 16 years of age But could I just make another point sure. Is there any truth in the rumours That Celtic are interested in the ex-Milan midfielder Bertolacci Or the Ecuadorian Cifuentes uh, Here are those names that have come across your radar uh, the, the Ecuadorian has been mentioned uh, Throughout the summer But uh, You know Lots of people are mentioned In connection with Celtic Rangers And every other club Throughout the summer uh, Without there being Any substance To the story So uh, I wouldn't be uh, Preparing for The arrival of those two players 
Bill and Hugh In fact both mentioned Ryan Christie as being yes. one of the, the positives so far Alex would you go along with yeah, that? I concur But if you go back to last year Gordon When Christie was in the team prior to getting injury He was making an impact He was a key player uh, And he was grown in stature He was grown into the jersey Because you know he's obviously been out at Aberdeen alone For me he's as I said, he fits into what Celtic are trying to do middle to front and, and Hugh's absolutely right in what he talks about in terms of Celtic have so many options middle to front mm. and f- firepower. The only concern for me would be at the back because of the number of changes. Celtic have not had to make the changes at the back and, it, and the the talking points will be all these guys. Julien, mm. the, the boy for Maccabi, the left back as well, Bolly. So you're looking at these guys and seeing how they're going to fit into this so soon as a, as a unit. Thanks to Bill. Jerry is in Bothwell. He's next up. Jerry, as a Celtic fan, what about the game tomorrow then? Because we we assume you know it's, it's done and dusted in terms of who progresses. Is it a chance to get vital game time for other players? I think it is. I, uh, I know he's going to rest a couple of players. But um, five nothing should be quite a comfortable lead for us. Uh, Hopefully the next two or three games will be the same, but I still don't see why Celtic should have to play all these qualifiers. But what I'm really on about is uh, Morelis. I know I'm a Celtic supporter and I shouldn't be talking about him, but he, they talk about him being a great player, etc. But again, I put, uh, put this point to his last year or last winter, he has never scored against Celtic. He's never scored against the best team in, this, in Scottish football. He's scored against all your mediocre teams. I really don't think he's proved himself. Well, you know, Chris Boyd, for example, uh, scored very few goals against Celtic, uh, but he's still the all-time SPL top goal scorer. Uh, and Alec made the point earlier on that, you know, Celtic played against Rangers four times. Morelos did not score. The games were 50-50. Two for Celtic, two for Rangers But the season is constructed over 38 games and not four And in the 34 other games Morelos made a a very good contribution to Rangers He should have made an even bigger contribution But he has no discipline And that would be the biggest worry that, that Stephen Gerrard has for this season Because if he's still there And if he shows the same indiscipline Rangers are stuck with someone they'll never get rid of. Alex, does it surprise you that there has been no concrete bid? Um, I, I think it's still early in the window for a lot of people as well, Gordon. I think we've got 10 days for... Uh, English England. clubs. Yeah, nine or 10 days still to go. Uh, for me, I'm not sure England's the place he will wind up. I think it's more likely he will wind up maybe a France. What so makes you say that? Just because of... When I watch his style, Gordon, I, I don't see him busting away for defenders. It's all more technical, turning into people, uh, scoring goals within the box. So I think he's more suited to that level of football. Uh, I'm not sure he would score a particular lot of goals at the top level uh, because if he's going to Crystal Palace, as an example, they struggle to score goals in general, Gordon. They, do, they don't create a lot of chances. Uh, so I think France would be more suited to him. Okay, thank you Jerry and Bothwell It's 01419511025 on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB Now all the captains have been at Hamden today They've squashed them all in for the photo call Getting their thoughts ahead of the new season And we're going to hear from some of them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com It's Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here until 8 o'clock Remember the tour show returning tonight And from now until The end of May I guess Hugh Keevans I thought you were going to say the end of time 
Well, po- probably that as well uh, But what a season we've got in store, Hugh Keevans yeah. Because think what you like about Scottish football It rarely disappoints in terms of drama And storylines and twists and turns And all the nonsense that goes along with it It should be quite the journey between and now and the end of May What also has happened, Gordon Attendances have continued to grow We have very big attendance figures for Scottish football now They're there They're down in black and white and it's unarguable. The pity is, Kilmarnock will play Rangers on Sunday, and the Rangers fans will get one out of four stands. Now, Kilmarnock took some decisions when Steve Clark was the manager, and everything in the garden was rosy. Uh, now the garden's developed some weed problems. One of the previous. Oh, sorry, I thought you thought you were done. Well, no, I should know no, not to stop you in your tracks. But. The Rangers fans cannot get to see their team on their first day of the season uh, because Kilmarnock have taken a decision that, on the face of it, may come back to bite them at the weekend. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. One of the previous callers was questioning Bolingoli, the new Celtic left-back. Ain't no disco man is on Twitter. He says, I remember Celtic's first impressions of a certain Mr Larson. It didn't turn out to be the right judgement, did it? Let the boys settle in, eh? Henrik Larsson giving the ball to Chick Charnley at Easter Road. Chick Charnley scoring the goal that Hibbs uh, took to win 2-1 against Celtic. And the, the the man is absolutely right. People are saying, what's he doing? Who's he? Uh, I can see but, the headline now. Ball, uh, balling golly to be the next Larsson, says well, Hugh Evans. <laughs> and then the very next game, Henrik's very next game, Celtic lost again. So, yes, you know, but as I say, we are in the 21st century, the age of social media... It's not so much snap judgments as instant, immediate judgments, but the court, the jury is out with Bolly Bolingoli, and he's the one who can return a unanimous verdict in his favour. Come on then, fans of all clubs, you've all had a pre-season of some sort, whether it was the friendlies, whether it was the Betfred Cup, whether it was European qualification, the league starts this weekend, pre-season is over, so are you encouraged Worried or somewhere in between By what you've seen from your club This pre-season 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB And George is in Rutherglen Hi George How you doing lads? Good hey, thanks George, George. Um, Really happy with the pre-season um, I think Rangers Playing well They actually look good in every position it's Just the one position that worries me um, And I just want to see that the panel can pick up on it I am no. I think Rangers are, are weak, and the only place I can see them being weak is at left back. Um, I don't think um, Bar- is it Bonabarovic has got a very good um, awareness of his surroundings. He gets caught uh, with people going behind him a lot. That's happened a couple of times in pre-season. Um, I don't fancy him. I'd actually play Harvard there. There before him To be honest with you Oh George just to let you And uh, everyone else know What goes on in the studio When you started off That <laughs> sentence And you said I think we're, we're You know we're strong In all positions Bar one Alex Ray starts Miming And he's, he's trying oh to Hold girl. up an L With his, his <laughs> fingers And, and then he's He's, he's going L, B. L B And he's, he's sort of Mouthing it So you're both In the same wavelength Absolutely. Alex Explain your thoughts Yeah well uh, Borrow Barisic Was brought in for I think it was Two million pound Gordon's a Croatian international and he hasn't quite hit the heights. Now, he has been injured through periods of the season. Steven Gerrard's questioned his temperament at times throughout that season as well. He, he did okay in one of the European games, put a couple of assists on a plate. So, you know, you're looking for that, and then uh, Halliday comes in as well at left-back. For me, I think if you're looking long-term, they probably need to be better than both of them 
Consistently to try and take it forward uh, You're playing a must win game tomorrow Who who plays? Uh, I think it would be Halliday Yeah Because yeah. You, you're, I actually questioned about The temperament of uh, Barisic When you say temperament What do you mean? Because sometimes that well, gets well, I mean, uh, not, not, not discipline wise No 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 no. I don't mean that Gordon I just mean in terms of Rising to that occasion Yeah and, and at a few times yeah. He's got caught out of position People have got mm. in behind him And I think you know You're looking for him to be More Attuned to what he's actually doing at that time, and and the, the fact that actually Andy Halliday is starting to play games, which suggests mm. something's not quite right. Is there a possibility, George, that with a season under his belt to get used to his surroundings, the size of the club, the expectations, the style of the football, that we, we might now see the best of of Borna Barisic? I, I know it's in the past. I personally think they left, they let their bet left, left back go through politics. You know, he di- for me, I watch him, um, and he doesn't beat a player. He beats a player with a pass, you know what I mean? Which is sometimes it's it's just as good. I understand that you'll beat you'll beat players quicker with a pass than you do beating a player. But he, for a, he's on the left side; he comes inside a lot, you know. You're right, George. Because what happens yeah. is he checks back inside, plays a simple Aye. pass, and, he, and it's and it, the whole. That's not what we're looking for an attacking option. Yeah. For me, I think we need to build fullbacks that will go in behind at times. Do you know what I mean? And then you get players that will come back and cover. Mm. I just. I don't fancy him. I actually quite like Halliday. I don't think he thinks he get he gets the recognition um, he deserves at times. I think he's come in and when he's played at left back, he actually I think he's one of the best players against Celtic at left back. Um, he, he actually does all right. He can defend uh, and he's got he's got a nice cross also. I just don't trust him. I think against better opposition, the way he gets caught, out, he'll be exploited and that's where they'll go for. But I think Rangers are really really strong. And to be honest with you, this is this is the tongue in cheek. I think Celtic are on his close this year. <laughs> well, that, that's a that's a good line for Monday, the 29th of July. Uh, you need to see how it looks on Monday, the 29th of October. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, you'll be I'm getting no, ready to trick I, or treat around that no time doubt, of year, I'm sure. I've no doubt you do. Uh, but you know, the gentleman's right. They are as close as close can mm. be. I think uh, there's th- still this question. Not a question mark, but simply a question about uh, Julian, about Bolongoli, and about Elhaned, because it's a lot to bed in in a winner. Uh, so Celtic have to hope that uh, these three players can hit the ground running. Uh, but I do believe that they are very close, and everyone mocks that. Of course, it's another part of twenty first century. Scotland, you know, everyone mocks. Uh, ah, you said that last season, or people have been saying this for years. However, complacency is dangerous, and Rangers have brought in good players like Aribo and Ojo, uh, and they they do look solid at the back. So that's always something to build on. Celtic have so much to be positive about, middle to front, as I say. So it's going to be fascinating. I was going to say, Gordon, that you know we were talking about tonight about. Making quick predictions You know Edmondson And uh, Hellander you know, Two signings that Rangers Paid money for We haven't quite seen enough To actually make a judgement In these guys I mean if there, are, if there are Question marks over Christopher uh, Julian There yes. are question marks over them well, There's question marks over Every signing Because we've not seen them up oh. You know in over a half a dozen games To try and make an informed judgement You know we've seen them A couple of games And with the greatest respect To the opposition so far It's been pretty low key If you think of seasons Gone by Gordon uh, When Celtic have been Utterly dominant you know, they, they have won the last nine domestic trophies in a row. I mean, they, they are a phenomenon because it's never been done before. Rangers were also runs against Celtic. But now they're getting closer and closer. And this season, 
That's why there is such a fascination about this season. Sorry? Can I pick you up on that, actually? Just what you were saying about Rangers being... The, the word I would use is garbage, but I know you're being <laughs> PC. Um, you know, they, I, I call it earlier on. It's just went off the beaten track. It's just that quickly, because I know you get plenty of people waiting in. Um, I mentioned the fact that um, Morelos hasn't scored against uh, Celtic. Now, I would say it's going to be more an achievement than Morelos scoring against Celtic than it was for Dumbelli scoring against that Rangers team. And his transfers... Well, basically put on scoring against Rangers and obviously a couple of Champions League goals. Now, Andy didn't score as many goals as Morelos. Now, Morelos has scored in Europe. I get, you know, Celtic are a far better team than what Rangers were all these years ago. So it is going to be harder for them to score. I don't take that into consideration. Three points is three points. At the end of the day, it's a Diddy team, so-called Diddy team. But you have to take this into consideration. There was somebody who wanted Moussa Dembele and Celtic pocketed £20 million. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. You know, you said that this was more important than that and so on. There was somebody who wanted Moussa Dembele and Celtic pocketed £20 million. And if speculation is to be believed and Manchester United have Dembele on the horizon, on their radar, Celtic might get another few million pounds because I'm quite sure there'll be add-ons in that contract. So, you know, in the meantime, I repeat, no one has approached Dave King and Steven Gerrard with regard to Alfredo Morelos. So one has made Celtic a fortune and could make them even more money. The other one is a matter for conjecture. Just to round off George's initial point, Alex, and, and you sort of, well, you did agree with him. Does that remain the, the one big area of... For Rangers then at, at left back. back. The Barisic one is interesting because you keep hearing, you know, there's a, there's an argument where it says... He's a creation international Of course he's good For goodness sake Of course he'll be good And on the other hand It doesn't doesn't really matter What he does for Croatia Does it? It's irrelevant Gordon It's irrelevant The Rangers fans Are only really Or should only really Be interested in what he does here Absolutely And uh, if you were saying Because we have had The the benefit of hindsight To gauge him over The the previous season And you'd say What's he Maybe 6 5 or 6 out of 10 In terms of You know What he's actually done For the club Because It's been stop start He's been questioned By the manager he should come in back with a, a, a vigour and saying, right, okay, I'm making that my own position because Andy Halliday's played so many positions, you know, so if you're a left back and he's getting in in front of you, we think to yourself, what's, what's going on here? So it's up to him to actually try and wrestle the jersey, uh, keep it over the course of the season, Gordon, and make an impact. Otherwise, he'll have to get another left back in. Uh, okay, I think we'll leave that one there. Thank you to George, who is a Rangers fan in Rutherglen. If you agree or disagree with what you're hearing, then do feel free to get in touch. I bet you've missed this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. And a new theme oh, tune for the new it. season as well. Beat the pundit is back. If you're new to this game, that's when you come on the phone, show off your footballing knowledge, take on either Hugh Keevens or Alex Ray, and try and win yourself a signed ball at the end of it all. If you fancy it tonight, give us a call 0141. 951-1025 You could be the first Beat the Pundit contestant Of the new season You only have until the news At 7 So be quick Call us right now 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com 
Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are back for two hours, so don't adjust your radio or anything like that. We're here until eight o'clock from now until the end of May. It's going to be another fantastic season. I'm sure you'll agree. Scottish football gets back to league action uh, this weekend. So we are taking you right through this week. We kicked off tonight asking you uh, after pre season, are you encouraged, worried, or somewhere in between by what you've seen from your club? Lots of calls coming in regarding uh, Rangers so far, about Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Celtic are in Estonia preparing for Champions League qualification We're going to take a look, a closer look at the Betfred Cup And that's where we really get into Are you encouraged, worried or somewhere in between By what you've seen from the club Who out there is fearing the worst? Who's chomping at the bit? You must have taken something away from the Betfred Cup We'll tell you about the draw and look back on it After we do this for the first time this season Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Yes, the first beat the pundit of the new season. I have missed it dearly, as I'm sure you have, Hugh Evans. Uh, well, uh, I've been with uh, six grandchildren all weekend. I haven't paid proper attention, I fear. Mm. Ah, he's getting the excuses in early. And a lot of talk tonight about judging summer transfers too early. Barry McFadden tweeted in to say it might be an early judgment here, but I don't like the new beat the pundit theme. Bring back the old one. Oh, that sounds pretty similar. Well, it does you know, It does all it has to do Barry I think it's maybe Tongue in cheek anyway Let's get our first Beat the Pundit contestant Of the season on He is Jamie He's from Perth And he's a Celtic fan How are you tonight Jamie? I'm actually a bit nervous now Because I'm first up this season So uh, I, I don't know Who, Who's in the studio next it's, to you? It's Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray But I'll tell you something Jamie I think tactically You've played a blinder here Because you might catch really? them, you, you, you might catch them early on. Hugh Keevans has been babysitting this summer. I'm looking at Alex Ray. He's, he's not quite as tanned as me, but the, the baldy head's got a wee shine to it. It looks like he's been off sunning himself as well. So you maybe can take advantage if you've been. Is that, is that fair? One hundred percent. I didn't know what was going on at the weekend. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, let's find out. Heads are up against Hugh Keevans and tails. It will be Alex Ray. Let's see how we get on. And his heads, Hugh oh. Keevans. We've got you back for your nine. 5th season on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard And you will take on Jamie From Perth So let me give Hugh some Clyde 2 uh, Let me give Hugh some Clyde 2 in his ear Is he giving me the, the thumbs up? Yes yes he can hear us Great stuff Jamie 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Go for it Right let's do it Who knocked Comarnock out of Europe this season? Uh, uh, Connor Key Saints What was the final score of yesterday's Dundee Inverness match? 2-1 Which two teams faced each other at Murrayfield over the weekend? Liverpool and Napoli What country are Celtic playing in tomorrow night? Estonia Who plays their home games in Methyl? East Fife Which current Rangers player is on loan from Liverpool? Uh, Ojo Tony Fitzpatrick is the chief executive of which Scottish club? Okay, okay, let's bring Hugh Keevens back Hugh, can you hear us? You with us? I am You are, right, same set of questions to you Are you ready? Okay Who knocked Kilmarnock out of Europe this season? Uh, the Nomads What was the final score of yesterday's Dundee-Inverness match? Uh, 1-0 Dundee Which two teams faced each other at Murrayfield over the weekend? Liverpool and Napoli What country are Celtic playing in tomorrow night? Estonia Who plays their home games in Methyl? East Fife which current Rangers player is on loan from Liverpool? Uh, OG And Tony Fitzpatrick is the chief executive of which Scottish Saint club? Mirren. Ross Draper and Michael Gardine are midfielders for which Scottish team? Pass Okay Jamie, you've heard the competition, what do you think? Oh, I got the Connors key one the last bit 
But I'm hoping they're going to pick you up for something. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You, you know that way, the fir- first show back, first beat the pundit, I'm thinking, right, get through this. Press the right buttons, do the th- right thing at the right time. There'll be no there'll be no stewards' inquiries, and it'll be easy. We've got a couple on our hands, I think. <laughs> so I'm looking at the producer for some guidance. I, I don't want to cause a, a, a rammy in the first night. First question, who knocked Kilmarnock out of the Europa League? Hugh Keevan said, the nomads. Okay, Jamie said Connor Key's Saints Now that's definitely wrong I think you'll agree with me Jamie You know it yourself So um, right. Had you gone for Hugh Keevans The Nomads Have we given him the Nomads? The producer's nodding 1-0 uh, to Hugh Keevans On to the second one The final score of yesterday's Dundee Inverness match Was 1-0 to Dundee Equals 2-0 to Hugh Keevans Which two teams faced each other At Murrayfield over the weekend Liverpool and Napoli You both got it You both knew that Celtic played in Estonia You both know uh, the East Five play in Methyl So Hugh's still up by two Now which current Rangers player is on loan from Liverpool Your turn to be on the blunt end of a stewards oh. inquiry It's Ojo, not OG oh, yeah. I don't know who OG is But he's not on loan <laughs> at Rangers from Liverpool Jamie got it right, he pulls one back You both knew that Tony Fitzpatrick was the chief exec of St Mirren And unfortunately for you Jamie That's where it ended It doesn't even matter that Hugh Keevans was clueless When it came to Ross Draper And Michael Gardine playing for Ross County He still beat you by one But Jamie As far as first nights of the Beat the Pundit season go That was a good effort Thank you Right well done Hugh All the best Jamie I'll I'll get you next time sometime I like that I mean you come on early And you've got the the whole season to make up for it So there we go That was Beat the Pundit Quite simple Sometimes If you've never heard it before That's your your lot And if you want to play again We're back every night at 7 o'clock Just listen for the appropriate moment Give us a call And it could be you winning yourself a sign ball By getting one over on the pundits Normal service resumes Hugo I am amazed that I knew the score between Dundee and Inverness yesterday But Why? there you are what, what amazes you about that? Well, as I say, I had six grandkids yesterday for the first time this year You so Just you and all six of them? No, 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 no so. the, 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 the other minders were available Okay uh, And one of them scored today in the shadow of Fir Park Let me tell you, oh. the Cash for Kids venture down there Very, very good day we had down at Fir Park when Ah, uh, this is the model community Mark, trust, yeah. yes Obviously Terrific. Mark Wilson was a defender Well, no, Mark Wilson was on the Archie's team But our producer, I may say, was playing at the back Desperately trying oh, no. to prevent my 10-year-old grandson from getting his goal So uh, I want him repatriated to Canada at the first opportunity <laughs> Anyway, I think we're going off on 101419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB Scott and Stevenson's been on He doesn't understand uh, one of the callers who was worried about Rangers He says, we've only conceded one goal We look a threat going forward Edmondson looks very good I appreciate uh, strong opposition Not strong opposition But I think the goals will come And it could be Kilmarnock uh, Where we see it That was Scott on Twitter At Clyde SSB Right The Betfred Cup Group stages Are done Some of the Europa League qualifiers Are done And the pre-season friendlies Are done So we've been asking you Are you Excited? Are you encouraged? Are you worried? Or are you somewhere in between By what you've seen From your club The Betfred Cup Is a Unbelievable Barometer Of that Alex Ray Because And I'll quickly run through the draw Hibs Morton Partick Ross County Motherwell Hearts Dundee Aberdeen Celtic Dunfermline Forfar Livy Kelly Hamilton And East Fife Rangers You are handed a set of competitive fixtures Before July is even over And if you're the Premier League team You go into a group with Absolutely Lower league opposition And it's a bit of a no-win situation You're expected to come through it Like the Motherwells And the Command. Well Command. Look, sorry is a bad example Hamilton Um 
and Hibs have done Yep But if you're the likes of St Mirren St Johnson. Or St Johnson All of a sudden you're out of a cup competition And, and that, that brings its own pressure Absolutely And uh, when you look at With the greatest respect to the other teams You know from the second division uh, And so forth You're expected to beat them Gordon In terms of quality I think one of the key things for the smaller teams If you like Is that they have an advantage Because teams are not up to full speed yet and that's the reason why some of the games you're seeing that. Some of the, the, the Premier League teams that you, you mentioned, I know St Johnston are desperate for a striker. St Mirren's recruitment so far has been abysmal in terms of you bringing bodies in. Uh, and then you have the old Orin Kearney debacle on the back of an exit mm. to you know lesser teams. So it does bring its, its pressure, but the St Mirren fans and St Johnston fans will be thinking, right, let's just get the season up and running and try and get off to a flyer. Right, come on, let's hear from fans of some other clubs. Are you encouraged, worried or somewhere in between by your pre-season? Particularly if you've come off the back of a Betfred Cup campaign, I'm sure the likes of the Motherwell fans will be delighted. The St Mirren fans might be worried. So you tell us, 0141 951 1025. Stuart's a Hamilton fan from East Kilbride. What's on, what's on your uh, mind ahead of the new season, Stuart? Yeah, hi guys. Welcome back. It's good to have you back. Uh, thank good to you. have you, Stuart. Uh, well, once again, Hamilton Ackies. Um Last year we had the worst defensive record in Scotland. Um, we've lost for goalkeeper, who was, to be fair, was half decent. We've lost for two centre backs, and we've not replaced any of them. Um, so I'm a bit worried for Hamilton this season, unless things start improving and we start getting a few signings in. Um, surprisingly enough, the pundits are actually predicting St. Mirren and Livingston to go down this year. Which I find very surprising It's probably the first time ever That Hamilton have not been predicted to go down so. <laughs> That's what's strange about Hamilton Alex is yes. Because we'll get your predictions later on in the week We'll get all the guys involved yeah. We always have some good fun with that Stuart's right You, you always predict Hamilton to go down And they never really do So what <laughs> How, how do you how do you begin to make a prediction about them this season? Because they love ramming yes. it down your throat, don't they? Exactly what Stuart just said there. Now we've not signed players, we've lost players. You know, in the turnover. The one thing about Hamilton is, I spoke to someone for Hamilton today just by chance. Uh, somebody that's in the management team, and he was. I said, "Shall I predict you at the weekend to go down again?" And he said, <laughs> "Absolutely, we love proving people wrong." Um, but it's a very well-run club. They know what they're doing. And I think they were promoting kids at the weekend night. There was five or six graduates coming through from the the younger boys as well. So they know exactly what they're doing. They just have to identify the right talent. And and again, I think Brian uh, Rice, the job that he did coming in because they were on their knees at that point. It looked as if they were very much going down. And Brian managed to get results. You're thinking, how did he manage to get that? They went up to Aberdeen and get a two 0 win. Uh, so he managed to galvanise the place. And uh, you know he'll be looking to try and add as, as Stuart just alluded to there a couple of centre halves, decent keeper. But you know you've still got time to try and bring these guys in. Get some great youngsters coming through yeah. again, but I think you need just summon us to give them that sort that's a guiding hand to sort of see them through the games. Yeah, we're still scoring yeah. goals for a change this time, but we're conceding too many once again. And if you're going to concede goals, you're going to struggle um, to try and get try and win games. I mean, having said that, Hugh Hamilton have come through the the Betfred Cup groups. I mean, yeah, as, as Stuart sort of alludes to, they, they haven't uh -huh. they haven't been brilliant. But you do go in as a bit of a, a no win situation as the Premiership club, and it could be worse. You could be St Mirren, you could be St Johnson. As long as you get through the groups at this stage, if you're still in the cup competition, and you can go from there. Yeah, I mean, Brian Rice uh, took to management his first number one rule in management, like a duck to water, uh, and uh, he's got a. A wise head on those shoulders And he will take care of things again this season I am sure That for me the concern would be St Mirren uh, 
Jim Goodwin's been handed a real tough job there. Uh, St Johnston, their failure to get Stevie May back to the club, their abject failure in their mm. Betfred group. Uh, you know, they are a cause for concern, and, and I cannot believe the transformation of a negative nature that has taken place at Rugby Park. Uh, thank you to Stuart in East Kilbride. We're asking fans of all teams if you are encouraged, worried, or in between after your pre season preparations. Alan's an Aberdeen fan, he's in between, he says. First one, we've had some decent signings, um, but not adding another quality centre half and a goal scorer. Taylor uh, and Curtis Main won't improve Aberdeen. Bryson and Hedges will be our best signings. Ojo could be up there. Uh, with the best signing as well So another huge season I'm sure for Derek McInnes And his side as well Right let's hear from you Motherwell and St Mirren fans Because if you're using The Betfred Cup As any sort of barometer I would imagine You're at very different places Because St Mirren are out It's been a very difficult pre-season Motherwell It's been hunky-dory You've scooshed through The group stages Scoring at will Not conceding at the other end and you would imagine you're excited to get the season up and running. So let us know, 01419511025. Let's contrast the two camps, shall we? Um, I think we can be optimistic at the start of a season. Let's go for the, the glass half full types first, Hugh. Mm. Uh, Motherwell captain Peter Hartley says it's harder than ever to get in the top six, but that's the aim. Uh, he is happy with the perfect record in the League Cup, but also not getting carried away. We've scored 13 goals and kept, kept four clean sheets, so it's obviously it's a positive, but... Also, we keep our feet on the ground. We know Livingston are going to be a lot better level than the previous four teams we've played. So, you know, we've got to work hard and, and earn the right to win the game Saturday. We haven't really sat down and spoke about it as such, like in the dressing room, but uh, obviously we all know um, we've got to try and beat the points we, we had last season. And we've done that last season with the previous season, albeit finished a position below. So, um, I'd like to say the top, top six could be realistic again, but, you know, to be the points we finished on last season would also be be good. Yeah, without a doubt, the standard's gone up every year in this league. You know, I've, I've been in this league two, three seasons now and, and every year the standard's gone through the roof. So you've just got to keep moving forward and, and building your team like like you said there. And obviously, you've got to try and push and, and keep finishing as high, high as possible in the league. On the other hand, it's not been a classic campaign at all for St Mirren. Stephen McGinn says he's pleased Jim Goodwin isn't rushing. He's working the transfer market despite being knocked out of the cup. He believes the manager is a completely different character to the one he was as a player. As a player, I mean, my brother obviously played in midfield alongside him and at times you see him fire into challenges and <laughs> some of the fights he was involved in. You, 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 I asked, asked John that the same. Is he, is he just mad? But um, I'm sure you've got to know him. He's really softly spoken. He's a lovely guy and very modern manager. There's no ranting or raving. I mean, I've had a couple of poor results over the last um, couple of weeks and he's been the calmest guy in the stadium. At the time, so you obviously got that stare in the locker. Is don't cross me, but like any good manager should have. With the bet, Fred, and with the competitive nature of the bet, Fred. I mean, um, on paper we should be winning that group. We never questions are asked rightfully, and the holes in the squad are, are picked out and, and broadcasted everywhere. But I've been at clubs where you bring in players just for the sake of it. You bring in a left-sided player because he's available, but he might not make us better as a team, and you want to get to that. The point where we have a steady team and probably success of some of the teams over the, the last few years in the Premier League, like your St Johnson's, when they have a steady, a steady team and each year they bring two or three quality additions in and that's where we want to get to as a club. Alex is a St Mirren fan on the line. How are you feeling heading into this season, Alex? Uh, probably the worst Gordon I've felt in the last 10 years um, as I said to Andy. Um, and Alec, they only too well. I think we've had about Eight different managers in the last ten years pre-season for St. Mirren. 
if there's a way how not to prepare for a team, we'll show you how to do it. The Betfred Cup against, and again, no disrespect to the teams we had, we were ahead as the Premier League team. We were ahead for 120 seconds <laughs> in those games. 120 seconds. We scored a penalty two minutes before the end to win. It's, uh, it's disheartening. I was on the phone at the end of the season saying about the fiasco we had with the tickets and the season tickets. That's continued right through. Yeah. Anybody asked at St Mum, certainly fan-wise, could have told you Oren Kearney was leaving as early as the 10th of May. And yet, I don't know what Gus McPherson's been doing the whole summer. We're meant to be uh, signing five players tonight. Uh, young McAllister coming back and loan a couple other loanees, but we're still about seven mm. players short. I think we lost 12 in the summer. Hugh, this is where the Betfred Cup can be oh so cruel because it's not even the end of July. Fans are supposed to be wildly optimistic, dreaming big of top six and of Europe and maybe even of pushing the tight and winning cups. Alex is on telling you that before we're out of July, he's feeling the worst he's ever felt going into a new season. Well, he talks about the, the, the turnover in managers, but Alex, as a St Mirren fan, will know that that's part of the club's DNA. St Mirren will go down as the club who once got rid of Alec Ferguson. Uh, so changeover in managers is nothing new. Alec says he also knew it was an open secret that Oren Kearney was going I'm sure that when Alex heard that Jim Goodwin was coming in, uh, he felt optimistic. Now, Jim Goodwin is playing catch-up in terms of getting players in. The numbers are thin, and he has to do something about that. But, you know, at St Mirren, the only thing that St Mirren have to do is survive in that division. Of, of, there's been this great debate about what should be the aspiration level at St Mirren have The aspiration level for Jim Goodwin Is the same as Oran Kearney Just survive in the division Hugh I think you're absolutely right In terms of bringing Jim Goodwin And I think in terms of the fans Perception of Jim They were happy with that appointment The, the problem with the whole thing Is the timing of it all Why did they wait four weeks or so From as they said The beginning of May Everyone knew that he was leaving uh, the chairman's come out and said that there was no preparation done for pre-season by Oren Kearnan. The alarms bells must have been ringing at that point thinking, this guy's not committed. Uh -huh. They should have got him to commit sooner or move on to the next option. This is the reason why they're playing catch-up. And, and we had Alex there saying, you know, there's time. And, and, and Sorry, Stephen McGinn saying that there's time and don't rush in. They're going to sign five players and one, if this, the information that Alex is telling us is correct, they're going to go out and sign five players in one day. Just because it's they're playing catch up with this, and it hasn't been ideal because the Betfred Cup has actually cost them uh, finances. As Alex, well. you want to come back in? Gordon, all, all I would say in answer to you in terms of the Jim Goodwin appointment is yes, the board had to make that appointment. I think that was the only appointment that would keep the fans happy. The problem we've got is they've given Jim no money. Now again, uh, un, unreliable sources will tell you Jim Goodwin could still walk away for St Man. If he doesn't get the support He's been asking He's been out doing interviews Saying that he's giving people Lists of players So I'm not even sure The five coming in Are the five that he wants to sign But they need It's okay appointing Jim Goodwin But they need to back him with money They yeah. need to give him money To go and get his players And bring his players in yeah. It's just been an incredible turnaround, Hugh Because Alex and all the, You remember the, the excitement levels When, when they yeah. ran away with the championship And were so exciting And Jack Ross was exciting And Lewis Morgan was exciting And it, that just you know that just evaporated so quickly And it feels a bit more of the same Well I go back to that last game uh, the, the, the playoff game 
uh, against Dundee United, the dramatic finish to all the size of the crowd. That's a terrific supporter base that uh, St Mirren have there. The worrying thing for me is Alex suggesting, no more than that, suggesting that perhaps some players coming in are not Jim Goodwin's choices. He won't stand for that. I agree with that. 100% There's no way Jim's going to sign players That he's no, he's no uh, want in the club it, it, it just creates such a bad atmosphere Time is against us So we'll leave it there Thank you Alex and Cardonald 0141 Now another beauty About the returning Of the oh. two hour show Is the full time teaser Is back That's when you send the questions To us And we try and catch the pundits out The question is coming next And we'll hear from James Tavernier as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan And it's time for them to tackle tonight's full-time teaser The first of the new season Now what that means, if you're new to the format Is that you send the questions to us You know the, the sort of trivia questions that you'll share on the WhatsApp On the group chat or you'll even... Down the pub, I don't know, wherever you talk to your mates And you try and get them all to come up with the answers That's kind of what we try and recreate in here You send the questions in And we drive the pundits mental between now and 8 o'clock As they try and come up with the answers <laughs> Try being the key word there, Hugh Evans. Yes Because well, you two are, uh, No bad <laughs> You're better than someone here Believe me, the Dazzler and the Willow <laughs> It's a close run they competition They come in a motorbike, dumb and dumber it's a, it's a close run competition Anyway Tonight's full time teaser is as follows Now if you like the sound of it And you've got a good question That you want to hear on the show Send it in please to Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com We're always looking for the questions So get the thinking caps on And send them in In the meantime you can join in with this one Martin sent it in tonight The first one of the new season Which players Have left each of the 12 Scottish Premiership clubs For the most money So in other words The record Transfer fee received By each Scottish Premiership club Dembele obviously yes Uh, For Celtic yes To Leon Hutton Rangers Allen Yes Mm -hmm. Two To who? He he, he went to Villa or Spurs One of the two Which one? Spurs Um, Spurs Spurs. yes You just need to give me the names But I just want to I want to see your work in you Yes 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 Uh, Fraser Forster Think about that for a second no, he's Celtic. You've already got you've Celtic. already got Celtics. So it's the record transfer fee received oh, for oh, each club. Each yeah. Club. So we're looking for Hibs and Hearts. John Robertson. Uh, no. What's what was uh, Osmond So? No. Ooh. You've missed an obvious one there. Gary O'Connor. No. Oh. <laughs> this will be fun, right? We're up and running. So <laughs> we're up and crawling at the moment on the full time so teaser. Be again. You can join in on Twitter. At Clyde SSB If you want to show off That you can get the answers Quicker than these two And I think you might Then send your answers To at Clyde SSB The record transfer fee Received for each club In the Scottish Premiership Which player was it for? So Moussa Dembele Was Celtics Alan Hutton Was Rangers Chris Boyd out of Kilmarnock No That's all they've got so McCarthy, far McCarthy McArthur at Hamilton But which one? McArthur Nope McCarthy Yep <laughs> 50-50 chance And you still manage to get it wrong It doesn't, doesn't bode well Okay right You've got 3 of the 12 So let's see what you can come up with On Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's go back to the phones Charlie's on the line Hi Charlie How you doing Gordon? Good thank you What's your point tonight? Um, what it is um, it's, it's 30 years since uh, Derek um, Bo Johnson He was supposed to sign for Celtic And um, Ended up signing for Rangers um, 
as you know, all things are possible in football, and then uh, this thing with Ryan Kent, um, Celtic is supposed to have all the money, and um, I don't know if Rangers are swallowing to try and get the money together and buy him or what, but um, you think there's a chance that um, Celtic could go in for him and uh, end up best pals with Scott Brown? <laughs> None whatsoever. I like this. I like that. that's what preseason's for. Yeah. You know, this fanciful yeah, stuff. But, but for a variety of reasons, uh, you know, Brendan Rodgers touched upon it last season that uh, he said Celtic had a million wingers. He exaggerated there, but they've got plenty of wingers and very good ones. Uh, and with uh, Daniel Alzani back from uh, a serious injury, with Lewis Morgan back and looking a player after his time at Sunderland, uh, Celtic don't need Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent I don't think would sign for Celtic Given the backstory, And Ryan Kent Although in Glasgow for only a year Would know enough about the city To know that he would bring a heap of trouble on his shoulders If Celtic wanted him Which I don't believe they do Charlie are you basing this on anything Other than the fact that he was Relatively successful for Rangers And Celtic have got a bit of money Is, is that it? Is that the, the two and two that you're putting together? Well, I just feel that um, Celtic maybe be wanting to get one up in Rangers because they've never ever got Rangers back since um, Derek, um, Mo Johnson signed for Rangers all the years ago. Mm. Um, and they, they pull that off um, with this way. I wouldn't be too happy. I don't think Celtic feel any overwhelming need to get one back for Mo Johnson. You know, it was 30 years ago. They're, they're, they're over it now They've won quite a lot since then Does Scott Allen though Come under that bracket <laughs> But uh, You know For a variety of reasons Celtic don't need Ryan Kent Don't want Ryan Kent And Ryan Kent Doesn't need the headache Even In this Hypothetical Question that we're sure, dealing sure, with I'm, here I, I'm going to throw another hypothetical For me Is the boy Sved Still Is he yes. Does he come off the left hand side Or the right hand side Marion Shved I think he's off, off I think he's left footed off the right If that makes sense Right okay Patrick Because Roberts the reason why I'm type. saying this is Because we've stood in here Last year And we've said that uh, Sinclair Is pretty much End of his tether That you know uh-huh. Neil doesn't play him a lot no. Then you've got Johnny Hayes Which is You know For me he's not a, a, a Starter for Celtic So that might be a, a Place where they might look you it's a nice topic of conversation but I don't mean Kent I just mean the actual yeah. position though Yeah yeah But I, I don't think uh, It is A starter At all For the reason that Celtic Don't want them uh, Celtic have other Areas of the side To focus on uh, And they do have plenty of money To use to focus on those areas mm. And Ryan Kent Doesn't need The hassle of playing for Rangers one season and Celtic the next So he wouldn't even do it Even if in the fantasy world he was offered the chance Okay, thank you to Charlie on the line It's 0141 On the phone's Twitter is at Clyde SSB And I can tell you uh, The Twitter is already The Twitter Sounds a bit like Hugh Evans, don't I? Twitter <laughs> is already lighting up with some good attempts uh, On this full-time teaser Steve, Stevie May from St Johnston No hmm. Nope just to repeat the question for anyone who missed it We're looking for the player Who was the subject of the record transfer fee received For each of our Premiership clubs For example Moussa Dembele at Celtic Alan Hutton at Rangers And James McCarthy at Hamilton I'm going for Callum Davison at St Johnston A sensational shout from Thanks you On much. day one of the, the new full-time teaser season Well done <laughs> <laughs> Downhill from here uh-huh. St Mirren St Mirren yeah, uh, Ian Ferguson. Oh, he's, oh, 
He's on one He's absolutely flying At the start But he's got a good pre-season Under his belt Hugh He's come back He's, oh, looking, he's looking lean He's got a wee suntan And he's come up with Two crackers On the teaser I love it um, What other teams Have we got Hugh Hearts would be uh, but we can leave it there Because you're okay. making You're making pretty good progress Still loads of time for you To get involved in the phones 01419511025 Let's see who's um, Been thrown there Tuppensworth in on Twitter at Those I obviously won't read them out But um, Just to give you a flavour Alistair Mann has got a cracker uh, Scott has thrown in a couple Scott But I'm afraid they're not right I must say uh, Yeah Alistair Mann He's got a bit between his teeth Mickey Lisbon's got one as well So Decent standard on Twitter um, We're going to get back to the phones In just a second Let's hear again from James Tavernier quickly uh, He says the Rangers players Will be paying the price this season If they don't improve mm. their discipline uh, He says Stephen Gerrard's implemented A new fine system And he says it's uh, it's not cheap Obviously last season it was a lot down to consistency That hindered us in an, in many ways And also discipline as well A few of the boys got su- suspensions Which obviously weren't available for selection on, on certain games And you know the, the consistency You know we dropped points where we shouldn't have So if we address that this season Then we'll be in a, in a better place Got a, a new fine in place for the disciplinary um, So I know no boys want to get one of these fines because it's hefty so hopefully that really sticks in the back of the heads for anything stupid and I'm hoping nothing happens this season with anything being stupid um, so that's obviously been put in place um, but the consistency you know it it just needs to be a mental thing for every single game you know we can't let it take the foot off the gas we've just got to keep on being relentless and you know play at 100 and 20% for the full 90 minutes Hugh, time will tell if that works oh. No one can predict it with any degree of certainty at the moment no. But at the very least all you can do if you're Stephen Gerrard Is take some sort of practical step to improve something That by your own admission wasn't good enough last season Yeah, I know it goes against the grain for Stephen Gerrard To be taking money out of players' pockets However, he was faced last season with a situation Whereby his top goal scorer couldn't be trusted to keep his head And his goalkeeper Best goalkeeper at the club by a distance He couldn't be trusted either So This season that's the last thing that Stephen Gerrard needs So he's had to put in place uh, A system of fines That for example Fraser Wishart Their own Fraser Wishart At the uh, SPFA Scotland Would think Dear me It's a bit steep But He's a manager in a desperate situation He can't have Celtic winning nine in a row And he can't have that Nine in a row Shoved Celtic's way Because his players Can't behave I think it's a good thing By Stephen Gerrard They tried to give them uh, A bit in of you, le- Just leverage. sorry In your experience <laughs> No no not necessarily no, I, was, I was just thinking there I know before you're actually Going to ask this question The money I lost Over the years was Fortune Funnily enough That actually wasn't What I was going but for I, I, I just meant Does it work does, does it work well, ultimately? Uh, well, it did do uh, latterly, but this was after a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not even you then, because you, you've explained many times on the show yeah. your own sort of Force, battles with yeah. that side of things. But just in that dressing room environment, did it act as a deterrent to other players that you, that you played alongside? Uh, but the money it's going about now, I don't think it would be as big a deterrent as, as in my day, Gordon, because of the amount of money it's going floating about. However, I think the fact that they're actually trying to address it, the dressing room has to police itself. The senior players have to be. Uh, on top of the ones mm. If it is a younger one If it's a senior one Like Alan McGregor You know I, I would expect Alan To be Very much behind us As well In terms of Paying penalties Because you can't do it Gordon You're letting your teammates down Totally unnecessary And uh, He's absolutely right Because it actually Costs the club 
Right, we're going to get Brian and Moss Park on very soon Let me quickly see how you're doing with the teaser This one's sent in tonight by Martin to fulltime at Clyde1.com So please do keep the questions coming We're looking for the player who is the subject of the record transfer fee received For each Scottish Premiership club You've already got Moussa Dembele, James McCarthy, Callum Davidson, Ian Ferguson, Alan Hutton Would it have been from Livy? David Fernandez. Well done, one million pounds to Celtic in two thousand two. Hey, uh, I've got a couple for you, Phil O'Donnell at Mullerwell. Yes. Yep. Uh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, <laughs> Aberdeen. Love your confidence. Ian Jess. Do you know what? You two are a lot better at this than I thought you would be. I was actually going to say David Robertson. That was my other one. Okay, we'll leave it there. Ian Jess, Musa Dembele, James McCarthy, David Fernandez, Phil O'Donnell, Callum Davidson, Ian Ferguson. Still plenty of work to do. And we're going to speak to Brian, who's a Celtic fan in Moss Park next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here The two hour show returns tonight As we build up to the return of the Premiership And in fact the league season uh, This weekend as well Plenty to look forward to Just quickly before we speak to Brian in Moss Park Let's check in on the teaser Full time at Clyde1.com That's where you send your questions And we put them to the pundits tonight Can you name the 12 players Who are the record transfer fee received For each club in the Premiership So that sounds more complicated than it is Celtics is Moussa Dembele Rangers is Alan Hutton Mullerwells is Phil O'Donnell And so on You've got quite a few I think you've only got four to go Give me one each Uh, I'm going to go for Craig Gordon at Hearts Just the £9 million I'm surprised it took you so long Yep Sunderland bought him in 07 Better than never Hugh Evans. Andy Gorham from Hibs No Okay we'll leave it there Brian is in Moss Park Hi Brian Hi lads, it's great to have you back for two hours tonight Brilliant. Cheers Brian, Thanks, Brian. Missed, you, missed you big time Missed you too Brian and Because I like to think I'm a sort of a neutral Celtic supporter And I'm so looking forward to this season Because I think the Celtic Rangers is going to make it all well and good It's going to be a great season I don't want to waltz to ten in a row I'd love to make ten in a row as much as every Celtic fan would But I don't want to waltz to it I think, I think I've got a couple of offers with Ryan Kent Logan and I'll deal with Rangers Which I know as much as I like to He's a great player I'm going to miss him But I think Hopefully Celtic Should go out and beat Another couple of players as well But I'm looking forward to it I think it's going to be A close season And I'm really looking forward to it Brian, I was going to say Brian what positions You touched on Go out and get other players But what positions specifically Certainly I think that, I think their big mistake Was my god John McGinn Was the biggest mistake ever I could not believe John McGinn was going to get him and sit. I was at the game last week My son European game And uh, I think we need I'm glad Lee's back Right Lee Griffiths is back But I still think You need a striker well, didn't, didn't look interested I think we need a striker And certainly A creative midfielder I love Scott Brown But I think we need A creative midfielder we're in, a, we're in a difficult Situation here Brian Because someone on Twitter Before the show Came <laughs> on And challenged Hugh Keevans To make it through the show Without mentioning Celtic's failure To sign John McGinn Wow Now we've got 10 minutes Of the show remaining And Brian has just Brought it up Yeah see, what do the, you do? There's no point You're on about McGinn now Because uh, It was A massive Judgment There we go He mentioned it He couldn't make massive, it through the show Massive error of judgment there uh, Not to get someone Who was easily attainable However It's gone That was last season's Argument You've got he, something new To moan about this season Is gone, what you're telling us He's never coming back And he's now in the 50 million bracket Down south So that's that um, the, 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 For me 
Celtic perhaps Another striker If they could find one uh, But Bio Anyone are we, well, just, are we just forgetting he I, exists Again He'll need to get on the park uh, He's another one that seems to be blighted by injury No sooner does he look promising than he's injured again But It's In defence The full back positions Are Celtic Convinced That Bolly Bolingoli and El Hamed Are Going to be first picks On a weekly basis I'm not sure they are Therefore the full back positions have to be Still under assessment And uh, With regard to Julian Simonovic Aya Are Celtic convinced that they have Enough strength in central defence You would Again, imagine not, so wouldn't I'm, you I'm not sure Well, the, the, no, the, Just in terms of a, of a numbers game If you've got you the, know two guys who played a lot last season Then you yeah. want to add one for that type of money I, I, the, and then you've I, got you know you've got near beat on as a supporting yeah. cast. I'm not I'm not saying I think those four necessarily are are, are world beaters. I'm just saying as, as a numbers game, can you really see them yeah. adding? I think I think ideally we'd like to go with four. We maybe beat on as a, a a potential centre half as well, Gordon, because the, that's what they've actually been going with. You've still got the boy Henry as well. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. So you have you and have you numbers. Would, you there. would expect just but, from an age perspective that Ayer get, gets better. Yeah, two seconds. Yeah, well, well, it's a, a case of that. I think when you look at Celtic last year, and Hughes touched upon the various uh, uh, permutations and things. Benkovic and Boyata for me were the two best centre. Halves last season Now they've gone Ayer stepped up well And Simunovic From roughly January, February To come in and did a decent job We don't know what Julian's going to bring Then you have uh, uh, I mean he's there as first choice At that price though isn't he? Yeah. Well absolutely be- You're not paying 7.5 million For a, for a centre half To come he's in Apparently the problem is He's not been up to speed the, yeah. You know he's been behind the black but he's the, but he's the, the second most uh, Expensive buy in Celtic's Entire history of course yeah. he has to be there As the first pick Brian on you go Hi I just think I, th- I think obviously It looks like Kieran My namesake's not going to leave The looks of it I, think, I obviously think Tolson have done a good job for us But then go back to I'll go back to Sort of Morelos And Rangers main striker As well Defoe They've done nothing against us And I don't have any Sort of Qualms that they're doing it In the future against us mm. So I think I saw Tell like Samarich and Azure Who I think is great for mm. Just to flip that Just to flip that in its head Brian just Purely to ask the, the question that's staring you in the face if, if Rangers beat you twice without the strikers doing anything Is that not actually more of a concern About what might happen when they do turn up against you? I think um, so. It sounds like I, I just said earlier I thought I was a sort of um, Sensitive Celtic fan without being, uh, I just think Celtic Sounds a bit uh, Not a great deal to play for They just maybe Chucked it early I don't know Maybe 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 not They'd more to win than we did mm. No, I mean Celtic didn't chuck anything early to use your expression. I mean, I mean one of them was in December. I mean Martin uh, when Brendan Rogers bailed out, uh, Neil Lennon was left holding a a baby that had been severely upset by the loss of such an iconic manager. So Celtic didn't give up anything. Neil Lennon had to fight, scrape, bite, scratch and get over the line. Brian, I'll tell you what, just you stay on the line since you're a Celtic fan because this tweet might concern you. I'll put it to Hugh and Alex first of all. Stephen Mick 707, uh, to be precise, he's on Twitter and he says, Are Tom Rogic's days at Celtic numbered due to Ryan Christie? Etc. He says. If Celtic got offered good money for Tom Rogic, I think they would take it. No, I don't think they're numbered, Gordon. I think Tom Rogic went to Australia in January and struggled to get back up to any level of fitness. And there was a particular game we watched that looked as if he was torn a caravan. He never got back up to the, the potential that he has. 
He's got a long term contract there And if anything happened to Christie He uh, he would be the guy that actually vies for that position I mean Hugh we spoke earlier on about being very quick to judge players Are we now also quick to forget? I mean there are, I think some of our pundits Gordon DL for one thinks On his day he's the best midfielder in the country yeah. He's won Celtic numerous games what, what, What's changed so quickly then? No, I just think that uh, everything is about time and opportunity I think at this time Celtic if the money was right Would be of uh, the opinion that this was the good opportunity presenting itself and would take the money. Uh, you know, but there's so many players at Celtic Park. You know, Olivier and Sham, I think, is a, a terrific player, but lost his way. And the suggestion was that he was disappointed because he didn't get to move to Porto when he wanted to. Uh, threw his toys out the pram, didn't look the same player, and was actually booed by some supporters when he came on last week. Uh, in the European tie So you know He's got a lot to prove Because the one way Out of Celtic Park for him Is to encourage someone To make an offer for you So there are As I said Middle to front Celtic have so many Good players uh, It's a, a nice position For Neil Lennon to be in It's the full back positions And in central defence Where the questions lie uh, Brian what do you think? Uh, I think Certainly Christie Is a far better player <laughs> And Tom Rodrick. I think Rodrick is he's a great player in his day, but it's he's so inconsistent whereas I think Christie's come back for injury. And I just think but what what I was going to say, I'll sort of retra- maybe retract but what I said. I think see when the going gets tough, this is a thing that's I think through the years has always been the Rangers always sometimes seem to want it more than we do. And I think that's why Rangers sort of give us such hard games sometimes. Well so much at stake for Celtic as well. You know, I know that they are treble treble winners, the last nine domestic trophies Unheard of Unprecedented They are a phenomenon In that regard However They're all under pressure Because the supporters So desire Ten in a row And you can't get Ten in a row If you don't get nine So There's pressure on Neil Lennon And every Celtic player There's pressure on Steven Gerrard And every Rangers player Because if they don't Stop Celtic getting to nine Then A year from now We are looking at The season Of all time Coming up So there's pressure On everyone's shoulders uh, And the Celtic players If anyone at Celtic Park Feels ah, Not that bothered really They won't be there Under Neil Lennon Thank you to Brian And Moss Park 01419511025 We'll probably leave it there In terms of the callers I don't think we can squeeze Too many more in But thanks to Brian Nevertheless And we will be back In the phone lines Tomorrow night at 6 Just something on What you just said there Hugh about next season Being the the season of all seasons But what, what does that mean For this season then Is is, is this season The season of all well, seasons Before y- we y- get to that This this for me How does this compare To all those seasons That you've I covered go back, I go back to Celtics First Nine in a row And Rangers Then equaling that Nine in a row Jockstein Walter Smith Nothing was like this uh, Well think, there's an increased scrutiny now Isn't there With social yeah, media 24 yeah, hour news And yes. all the rest of it Everything Gordon Is more intense Everything Every aspect Of our football lives Is more intense now And that's why on Saturday When Celtic unfurl the flag uh, And when uh, Sadie Chalmers And uh, Liz McNeil Go out and unfurl the flag In memory of their husbands uh, Celtic Against the St Johnson side Who've had a shocking start to the season 
Celtic will be under scrutiny every minute and the same will apply to Rangers at Kilmarnock the following day you two are under a bit of scrutiny for this full time teaser now the address you need you lot to send one in is full time at Clyde1.com we'd love to have your questions so fire them in uh, tonight we're looking for the 12 players who've been subject of the record transfer fee received for each Scottish club for instance Celtic's Moussa Dembele Alan Hutton at Rangers we had Phil O'Donnell at Motherwell We had Ian Ferguson At St Mirren You've only got Three to get I think You've got the Hibs one um, You've still got The Kilmarnock one Well the the Hibs one I've got a couple of names For you Keith Wright Or Gordon no, Jury No 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 no. Nope <laughs> Gordon Greer At Kilmarnock No No You've got the centre forward At Kilmarnock When you go That uh, nah, Boydie I tried Boydie no, no, That's uh, not That's not a goer The Kilmarnock And the Hibs ones They're Well oh, <laughs> I was going to say They're obvious They're clearly not But But, but they are <laughs> To everyone else Kilmarnock Right come on High profile They both Went One one went to Celtic One went to Rangers And if you're talking about The one oh, that went to Celtic Scott Brown Scott Brown From Hibs yes, There we go goal. Was it about four and a half million Yeah The Kilmarnock one I'm surprised at you I mean you've thrown Gordon Green No offence Gordon If you're listening But <laughs> before the likes of this guy No <laughs> So he went to Rangers Kilmarnock He did Rangers. Scotland International Many times Oh, Naismith Stephen Naismith Well done Hugh Keevans Well done And that means you've only got one more to go Have we? Yeah It's 11 of 12 (laughs) Don't don't tell me you're now struggling for Who is the 12th team team, in the Scottish Premiership Because it's getting uh, Right Since time's against us I'll help you out Ross County Oh right Okay that's the boy Boyd Centre forward Boyd Boyce Uh, Boyce Boyce. Yes That's it yes Liam Boyce Well done Can you remember where he went? Yes, he went to uh, Rochdale Nope uh, Burton Albion Yes, there we go <laughs> there, We got there in the end Thank you Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Our first to our show of the new season Gone in a flash But fear not We're back tomorrow night Tuesday at 6 In the company of Roger Hanna And Gordon DL uh, Looking forward to hearing what he's been up to Over the summer break In the meantime though Stay where you are Because if you fancy the chance to win £1,500 And who wouldn't Well Stephen Mill has got that chance for you next Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hey, Philip Schofield here.